For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 from the New King James Version. As we continue, nothing to something. Good morning there to you, my friends, and how are you doing this morning? I watch your night. I hope we've all had a good night rest, and God bless you. How has your week been in all? I also hope we have enjoyed the grace of Almighty God all through the week and all through the month even. Welcome to another weekend in His presence. Welcome to a new month. And you, of course, are welcome to review. It is your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Our gracious Heavenly Father, how we love to thank and bless your holy name for safe arrival into your presence today, especially in a new, in a brand new month. Glory to your holy name, Abba Father. Thank you for all that has been during the week and during our gun month as well. We thank you for your covenant of grace and mercy with which you walked with us and, and walked on us. Glory to you, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus. As we have come to start our month with you and to continue our series, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come teach us yourself that you may open the eyes of our hearts and our minds, and that you may give us the abundant grace to apply your word unto the journey of our lives and faith. But right now, I plead the blood of Jesus upon every heart and ears, studying together with us, that we all receive a heart of understanding and the grace of God to apply his word unto the journey of our lives. At the end of today's session, may we come back bringing you all glory again. Thank you, gracious God, in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome you once more to review, friends, and to the new month, being the last month of the year, and God bless us as we study together. Amen. Nothing to something, the way to salvation. Like I told you, we will have this week our study and also next week to round off the series, Nothing to Something Part 3, in the bracket, The Way to Salvation. And where I read to you earlier was taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 from the New King James Version. And so for the first two weeks of this series, we looked at the way to greatness from nothing to something by studying briefly the humble life of David the shepherd <laughs> who God took from the sheepfold to the palace, which happened gradually, that is, over the course of many years. Today, 
we look at the way to salvation. And you see, when it comes to salvation, I would like to carefully quote the words of the Apostle Paul from the book of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 3 that says, If anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Why did I quote that for you? It is because the same humility needed on the way to greatness is also needed on this road or on this path. I mean the way to salvation. We were nothing, hopeless and useless for God's actual or eternal purpose before he brought us into his marvelous light, making us something useful for his glory and the praise of his name. Amen. Right, for us all to have a clear understanding of what Esther's on about this morning, let's read together from the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, from verse 1 to 13. And to be honest with you, we only need verse 13, but I want us to read the event or the briefing that actually led to what we need in verse 13. So join me as we read together Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, from verse 1 through to 13. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Cephas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. Verse 11, and then we jump to verse 13. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Verse 13, and where we are stopping. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, listen to that, friend, they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized 
that they had been with Jesus. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they, that they had been with Jesus. The Lord blessed the reading together of his word, or if you are sat there listening, amen. Right, so we already talked about greatness last week and the week before, right? Okay, let me quickly chip this in or say this again before we move on. You see, real greatness, friends, or success is never about our own intelligence, beauty, talent, or education, etc. And although these qualities may sometimes add one or two factors, God brings about something great from nothing. I mean, overall, God causes it to happen. Right. So you see, the choosing of the disciples or apostles of Jesus in the first place was again confounding. Well, it must have been for the Pharisees and the scribes. These were a bunch of illiterate who were only specialized in fishing, going about with an itinerant preacher who himself was a carpenter and had no particular place he was staying, but just going everywhere. In fact, when this happened, I mean the event that led to what happened, the address in Acts chapter 4, Peter's address of the judges and rulers in Israel, the Sanhedrin, they were called. It had to be mentioned that these guys were uneducated. I told you to pay attention to verse 13, where we stopped reading. It had to be mentioned that these guys were uneducated and untrained. And Ivy, the new international version says, they were unschooled, ordinary men. And another translation says, unlearned and ignorant men, which means they weren't qualified to face the Sanhedrin, never mind addressing this group of educated or learned men in Israel, the judges. They were scholars. I mean, this was the assembly of judges appointed in every major city in Israel. And there we have unlearned Peter and John taken from the seaside where they were catching fish, where they were on about their family business, brought before scholars. And now, not just brought before scholars, but speaking powerfully, boldly, and with confidence before the Sanhedrin. What is happening? 
They must have thought, is this real? How could this be? We know these guys. They are illiterate. Stark illiterate. What about Jesus brought Peter and John to that place where they were not qualified to appear or speak? They didn't have the knowledge it takes to sit in the Sanhedrin. Unlearned, untrained, ignorant, ordinary. But that's what Jesus does. He fills us with the power of a spirit. Holy Spirit, the enabler. He fills us with the Holy Spirit. And then we start to do the impossible. He takes people from the mud and set them on the throne. He takes people from hopelessness and give life eternal. He takes us from nothing, meaningless, making us something better and useful for his glory and the praise of his name. So, where did this leave the learned, educated, the trained, the judges, or the Sanhedrin? Mm. Why don't you join me again next week, by God's grace, as we round up this series. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Because you are the sovereign God who rules in the affairs of man to bring to nothing the pride and understanding of the prudent, bringing about greatness for the simple or in the life of the simple and humble in heart. You feel the simple with your Holy Spirit and understanding for something great, bringing them out of nothing. Oh, this is what you do. This is what only you can do. We praise you, Abba. Be thou glorified. And as we go about our journey, in this new month, the last month of the year, we cover ourselves with the precious blood of Jesus. And you walk with us and work on us this month, bringing us from nothing into something, into your greatness, into the greatness only you can help achieve. We soak ourselves once again into the blood of Jesus. May we come back next week rejoicing with thanksgiving and bringing our testimonies. Thank you, Abba Father, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name we have prayed.
Amen. I want to thank you once more, friends, for choosing to join me this morning to review the Word of God together. Why don't you join me again next week as we round up the series, Nothing to Something, The Way to Salvation. But until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household, now and forever. Amen. Tells the sun to rise every morning Colors the sky with the shades of his glory Wakes us with mercy and love Jesus does Who holds the organ, comforts the widow Cries for injustice Every sorrow carries the pain of his children, Jesus does. Jesus does.